Disclaimer. The ideas and views discussed on the show should be considered opinion and not individual medical advice. Though Dr. Tim is board certified and licensed, every human is different, and without individual assessment, concepts and ideas cannot be directly applied with the guarantee of success. Please consult your personal physician or fitness coach before making any changes. Thank you. I had a thought today and I, I, I need your opinion because I feel like you're because you're from the Midwest you're you're you're, you're, you're like in the middle of this so hear me out <laughs> this is gonna be good, isn't it Maybe, it might it might be so southern sweet tea is the equivalent for northwest kool-aid <laughs> tell me tell me you're giving me a look. No, hear me out. Because like I don't know I was, how I'm supposed to answer this. That doesn't sound like a question. Does it sound correct? Does, no, does that sound right? Because like I was watching somebody go with like make sweet tea, like sudden sweet tea. This guy was from Tennessee. He was like, measure with your heart. And I'm like, that sounds like Kool-Aid. That sounds like how we made Kool-Aid back in the Did you say measure with your heart? Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> You know what? And <laughs> it means measure with your heart. Have you never measured with your heart? No, I measure with a measuring cup. What's wrong with you? <laughs> My normal reaction is say white people shit, but what? I don't think that's appropriate. That's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to both sides of it. <laughs> I'm Jasmine. And I'm Dr. Tim with here with my white people shit. So, so today we are talking about meal prep. When you're first getting into uh, fitness or at least thinking about getting into fitness, you know, you've gotten your smart tracker from what, uh, from whatever, or you're writing it down your stuff. You're going to the gym, you're getting that good workout or you're walking around are doing your thing so now we got to get to the food some people they just can make it up on the spot that's that's totally fine kudos to you i'm one of those people that and i don't know about you i was raised by somebody that can burn water (laughs) so impressive it kind of really is though so I meal prep. So I always cook my food ahead of time. That way I can taste it, know it tastes good, and then go on from there. And that way also, I mean, I'm not one of those people, you can measure out all your food to make sure that you're getting the precise uh, amount of calories or macros going forward. It helps plan out your snacks. It makes sure that you're not just randomly pulling whatever is in your pantry (laughs) and eating it bag of chips the uh, fruit loops cocoa puffs i have cocoa puffs in my fridge i'm hungry go on please take it away Vaughn. i still we still have some sort of simple and some topic i was i wanted to see how long that was gonna go on um I, I was waiting for you to interrupt me i actually do have a slight aside um so i'm gonna derail for a second Ooh. It, it, it is relevant to our our regular listeners that 
uh, sort of the, the lead into the last few shows has been about your, the lemonade wars in your house. Not, not, not sweet tea. What I did notice is because we released some episodes slightly out of order, the I believe the first reference to Lemonade Wars is on our holiday survival guide, but we actually started talking about it on uh, our caffeine and pre-workout episode, and those uh, got released out of order. So if that's, I'm sure this is really burning in everyone's minds. Oh, of um, course. Uh, the Lemonade Wars was an important war. It's going to go down in history. <laughs> 2023 to 2024. If that's weird to a couple people, that's why. Uh, for the most part, we, we release things in the order we record them, but that one we kind of rushed out front. Um, we try to keep a couple episodes ahead of time in case, you know, we don't get to record or something like that. But anyways... Lemonade Wars, good times. Lemonade Wars. Apparently, we've moved we'll on to, to, well. to Kool Aid now, but um. no, it was just a thought that struck me today while I was cleaning and making more tea. So, oh. so speaking of measuring with your heart, I actually wait for my ancestors in the background to say that's enough. That's that's how I measure. I don't know what to say to that. Um, one of one of the advantages of meal prepping definitely is the ability to portion control. I think that's where a lot of people go go wrong or have a lot of difficulty when they're starting to get the the nutrition and diet side of things in check is portion control. I mean, it, it there's a lot of nuance to it that we'll we'll get into as we go, but really um weight loss, body composition, mostly fat loss, muscle gain, those kind of things. Uh there are it's a calories in calories out kind of game. And a lot of people uh, will try to make it more complicated than that on social media, you know, optimizing hormone profiles and things like that. That is, that's a real thing. But if you've been listening to this podcast, even a little bit, you'll know that most of the time, the basics are what get you there. If you want to lose weight slash drop body fat, you need to consume fewer calories than you burn and it really it really is that that simple there there are, are other factors that can affect that but most of the time that's what needs to happen and it's just like if you're trying to find the right uh supplement to take but you're sleeping four hours a day you you've got to deal with with the big stuff of the basics first and so a lot of times that does come down to portion control I think the saying is that abs start in the kitchen. <laughs> abs are made in the kitchen. Uh, um, I don't know where I heard that. That is not an original reference. I'm just, I don't. <laughs> that's everywhere. But that, I think that's the one I hear the most in the world that it's like, if you want to do anything, all that starts in the kitchen, even though it starts like everywhere else in your mindset, you know making sure that you're ready to make that type of change in your life. And I'm going to address it here because I know it can be addressed everywhere. Meal, and I think I said this before, um, but prep food doesn't have to taste bad. I think there's also this like idea in fitness that, and I think I said this specifically, that boiled chicken is the way to go, which is gross. Um, yeah. That like, you don't need, you don't, add salts you don't add this like i think i've legit said this before but food doesn't have to taste bad 
prepped or otherwise when you're trying to go down this lane. I think there's that one dude that you find on a, uh, he comes up on an ad on Facebook all the time. He's like, I eat pizza and I have, well, you can eat pizza, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I think I, I think I know who you're talking about. He's, you know, that dude, he's, he's like, enormous I... and he's just hammering pizza. Yeah. All the time. It's like Frank Yang or something like that is his name. That's probably not someone. Someone just yelled at their listening device and they're like, no, dumbass, that's not who it is. But anyways, I think uh, so when you're starting to meal prep, um, there's a couple different ways you can go about it. Um, the very basic way is one thing. And this is like, at least for me, when I start to like decide again that I'm meal prepping versus <laughs> is have a good set of Tupperware, like a good <laughs> I know it's stupid and it has nothing to do with the actual food part, but like having your designated food or like containers to know that this is how much I'm going to eat or even like know that, you know, oh, I've gotten through all five meals or, well, I prep for like more of my uh, work week, but I'm just saying like, I have my good five containers that these are my good meal ones. I'm going to fill these every, it helps. At least in my mindset, and that might be very weird. <laughs> Not at all. And I think you really do need to set yourself up for success in that way. And it's just like you need, you know, if you're somebody who's not going to go to the gym, if you don't have your shoes and your gym clothes laid out, or you don't have them with you in your in your car because you need to go straight to the gym from work, because if you go home first, you won't go to the gym. That's mm -hmm. It's really the same here. If you're trying to, you know, use old, old butter containers or things like, like and invest in some Tupperware, that's, that's reasonable. Um, but really, if you have, if you know, the butter containers, your, your, your uh, meal, that's fine. I'm just saying like it, it's, there's a mentality between like getting into um, trying to do anything, like even going to the gym, like having a new set of something, it just, it helps. It, it's, a, I feel like it's Love an me. endorphin release. Yeah. So it, it's it's motivating if you're if you're starting something new, just like those those, you know, brand new brand new running shoes or or whatever it is, or you got a new set of earbuds. Um if they're Apple, they're they're in white. Um everybody knows you have Apple at that point. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Well a little reference to our wearables episode. Um but no, if you're if you're going to take this seriously, then you need, yeah, designated containers. And in the beginning, it depends on how, how deep you want to get into your portions and your, your macronutrients. And that's, you know, touch on that very briefly. That's just your, your protein, your carbohydrates and your fats and different foods you eat have different amounts of those. And we could do a whole episode on that and we might, um, but rather than get into that, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a list. We have a list. I don't check it twice. <laughs> or ever. I probably lose it after we make the list. Anyway. But rather than have to, I mean, that's when people hear meal prep again. They're, they're thinking boiled chicken, brown rice, broccoli all the time, no salt. But they're also thinking, I have to break out a scale and I have to count every ounce and gram and calorie here. And I don't, if you just have a general idea of how much fits in a container, I used to do that. I don't anymore. Um, it was, 
you know, it was helpful to me as a learning tool at one point, and it's helpful. There are people who need to or want to take it to that level, but the majority of people do not. And just having, you know, we're we're 10 minutes in here, we're still talking about the containers, but that matters. I mean, It really does. Like, I know it's, it's very stupid. And that's why I was like, I don't know how long we're going to be on this. But it's like, the containers mean something, especially like, if you're in a household with people that also like, as an example, like my husband loves to just throw whatever random food into whatever random container he can find. I will probably have a fit when he uses my my meal prep ones because I'm like, no, 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 wait. We know you and I both know that this is for this so that I can stay on track. Jane. So having your own designated stuff, which I know there's also the the black containers that are like universal sign of like you have have meal prep. Those are used for the dog. I don't recommend those, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, it helps with like associating like, oh, I haven't made my meal yet. Or, um, you know, I, I have three meals left that I need to eat some, something. And it's a helpful reminder on, uh, on the mental side. I can think I can talk. I haven't had coffee. Sorry. All right. I'm working on an energy drink. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it is, it's work on the front end meal prep is you do the work on the front end. The biggest advantage of it is the convenience. And again, that's where most people fall short. We talked a little bit about, you know, you go home after work, you said you're going to, you know, sit on the couch, then you're going to get up and go to the gym. That's harder for most people, especially people that are newer to it or are just building the habit or they're just getting into the habit. It's the same with you, you get home you're not going to, you know, I forgot to defrost the ground turkey or whatever it is, or I forgot to chop the vegetables. And now it's 730. And I don't want to do that. I can order a pizza, I can make a frozen burrito, that kind of thing that the, the convenience matters. And, really and setting does. yourself, yes, setting yourself up for success really limits the amount of willpower you need to exert to to do the things you need to do, just like driving straight to the gym after work, you get home and the lunch is, you know, the, the, the dinner's already there. It's prepared. Maybe you have to heat it up. Maybe you have to throw it into a pan, but again, things are chopped. It's already separated and portioned out there. It's, it's literally, it's the prep work. If anyone's ever worked in a restaurant, they, they have a prep cook mm-hmm. and that is no one outside of a very few small handful of restaurants they're not making things from scratch they have a prep cook that does that and you can just throw things together and cook them and it's the same concept um if time is a factor in your day meal prep is probably for you like Mm -hmm. if you're like that busy person that you know goes to work for 12 hours but still has to take somebody to point b and then you barely have you know time to take a shower it's it's such a i'd rather spend the two to three hours give or take depending on what i'm making meal prepping to have almost no time between like and because it, it also if you want to sit down and relax like and you're like well i shoot i still need to eat you can just pop it in the microwave you can sit there and eat watch your tv and be done it's eat, <laughs> multitasking Woo! and and similar concept for if you're somebody who, um, you know, 
eats a working lunch. That's the big thing, bringing your, your lunch to work because most people work in places where, you know, they'll, they'll order lunch in, or we talked about, in the, especially around the holidays, there's a lots of extra stuff in the office. There's baked goods and candy and, and that stuff is always there, but you know, let's say they, they, somebody got a promotion and they ordered a bunch of pizzas for the office. Not that you couldn't participate in that, but if you already brought your lunch, you're a little more likely to eat that lunch and, you know, not say don't have a slice, but for, uh, for me, it was the weekly donuts. Friday was donut mm -hmm. day and get mm -hmm. order three dozen donuts with fresh coffee, all that fun stuff. God, I love a French toast. <laughs> I don't know. Fried dough is always great. <laughs> Sorry. It's hard to go wrong. It really is. Going and we're still kind of talking big concept here, which is deliberate. I mean, people that most people have a concept of what meal prep is. And we've talked about how that may not be super accurate. It, it It's daunting if you've never done it to say, okay, well, I have to, you know, I have to get everything ready and I have to pick everything for the week. Um, the construction of the meals is really not that hard. If you're trying to make a healthy meal, um, you pick things that, you know, you like to some degree. If you have a favorite recipe, just mm -hmm. make a large batch of that. And you're great. Uh, crock pot mm -hmm. meals are the best so general soups are like, I mean, again, I'm a soup and salad type person. <laughs> Or even, you know, it even is, it is convenient, even if you don't have a Tupperware, like, I know I always say go to Costco for all your shit, but Costco, uh, Costco salads, if you want, if you're deciding that today I'm going to start with salads for the next week, and it's more of a recent thing, they give you like two portion, two large portions of like separated salads that you can just buy four of those and be done. That's, it's as easy as that. And it's considered a prep meal. Yeah. I mean, there, and there's, you know, a step above that would be, you know, a meal, a service. meal service. Yeah. But again, it comes down to, you don't have to expend the time and you don't have to expend the willpower or the mental energy. The, the end of a work day, you've managed it. You, you got to the gym, you did your workout, you're tired, you're, you're feeling good though. And you get home and now what what the hell do i eat and it's harder to make good choices in that situation unless things are already prepared and you are you know you should not be forcing yourself in an effort to be healthy to eat food that you hate but you are more likely to eat a healthy food that you don't dislike but you may not have chosen if it wasn't already ready for you there you can set yourself up that the convenience outweighs the kind of the the temptation to eat something that's less healthy because it's already there and you kind of have that past version of yourself motivating yourself and saying you know write yourself little notes hide yeah, it between your meals I, <laughs> I made this for you and we, we talked about that in, a, you know, in our motivation episode, you, you meal prep when you're motivated and it makes it a lot easier to be disciplined the rest of the time because, you know, Sunday night you did the work and now you just have to show up and heat up the food. 
know, some people have a, a different relationship there where, where, you know, evening you hates morning you and kind of continually screws you over. That's more of a, a sleep thing, but, um, <laughs> but you can, you know, do Monday evening you a favor and set them up for success so that, you know, Monday evening you doesn't hate weekend you. <laughs> I will say there's also, uh, and I don't think it gets talked about enough with meal prep. There's a money aspect that's really kind of big with meal prep. Um, you, if you, I mean, and I think general grocery shopping, you know, if you're, if you know you're gonna have these specific meals, you don't go and just look around the store and say, oh, it'll be convenient to buy X, Y, and Z. You'll know exactly what you need to buy and what portioned all that and even if you don't let's say you don't even buy it let's say you've decided i'm such a bad cook i personally am but <laughs> i'm such a bad cook that i just don't want to cook it myself but i want to prep meals there's so many like restaurants that you can just buy something from there is a short stint that i wanted especially because um chipotle chipotle does a prep meal that'll say hey here's 10 portions here's everything you need everything from the rice to the lettuce scene <laughs> that if you want guacamole just grab a little bit more whatever and you just portion those out for yourself i mean you don't have to cook everything i know that i said cook all, all that but it's like or go to your favorite uh mexican restaurant uh and order like you know that you can have one portion of enchiladas just whatever i can eat two of those make two meals out of that order four, order mixed vegetables, order rice. There you go. And I think it makes it easier, especially if you do something like that to, I know that for me, vegetables is a big thing. I'm very picky about my vegetables. Um, I, you can order mixed vegetables or order a thing of steamed, uh, broccoli, steamed cauliflower, uh, whatever, and get, get that. I'm going to harp on that forever. <laughs> get that get that pre-portioned i know that like especially here in uh in washington like we have a lot of thai restaurants i love thai thai is my thing and let's say you want the curry but you don't want to have the whole thing you can ask them to put the curry to the side and just have the curry sauce and make whatever you want to add to it it's that easy honestly most most restaurants will work with you if if that's the choice you're going for so, and again, you don't buy groceries that way. So I've, I've paid, I think, was it one of the Mexican restaurant? I paid about 60, $70 for a week and a half worth of meals. It was actually that much. And all I had to buy was maybe my drinks and my snacks. So that's maybe what a hundred bucks. So I've taken what could have been a $300 grocery bill and shrunk it down to a hundred, give or take. I have to order for my son too, to be fair. <laughs> right that also you don't uh you don't have an excess at home you don't um have a bunch of shit you're not going to eat or and you're motivated to eat it because you spent so much money on it and you know it tastes no, good i i yeah it, exactly and there's a there's a sliding scale to that um as far as prepping food being cost effective as well it let's say you are going to go to the grocery store and you're going to get you know you're going to get a bag of chicken breasts and you're going to get vegetables and chop them or you're going to buy vegetables that are chopped same same idea that and and you're going to make a meal 
you said find something you like and make a big batch of it that you can separate out have a couple days uh once you meal prep a little while or you are a relatively not horrible cook you can you can kind it of get a, a while sense it of... took a while and a lot of internet searches to become not a horrible cook for me oh yeah but, but, I, ooh, speaking of prep, I have Korean beef in there. <laughs> Got a slow cooker for Christmas, and now Jasmine, I'm using it Jasmine to my best. Eyeing her fridge through the wall right now. I really am, though. No, my it slow really cooker. Is. Um, but it's an idea of okay. Well, now I've made, I've purchased components, and I've made, you know, three meals out of it. You get a sense of what will keep and what would have to be separated, like. For instance, if you're making a sandwich, you're you're not going to make five sandwiches for lunch all on Sunday. The bread gets soggy, that kind of thing. You're you're doing some assembling on the day of, and and you can kind of get creative with ways to do that. Avocados are also something you need to be aware of when you're you're prepping your meal. How you how you separate that out could depend on how good it looks when you eat it. <laughs> Well, I think most people on the West Coast have some decent avocado knowledge, hopefully. Well, hopefully this is around the world. I think there's uh, somebody out there that... Uh, I saw that we we had a French listener. It was really nice. Um, oh, really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't speak a word of French, but... Woo! <laughs> Je ne comprends pas. Um, which probably was not pronounced right. It's been a long time. It's been at least 20 years since high school. <laughs> I would not be able to tell you if that was right or wrong. So, but I took no, Spanish, so. you took Spanish. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. There was too many people in my Spanish uh, the Spanish classes, and the you know Latin course was too hard, so I went with French. What's well, a dead language? <laughs> you know what? I thought that like if you go for Latin, you'd at least be able to understand a little bit of all the other ones. That's fair. That's true. Woo! Total tangent. Anyway. <laughs> Pulling it back in. Yahoo! Um, you can actually get small portion cups of avocado, actually. I actually, mm -hmm. uh, that also goes into your uh, uh, prepping stuff. Like, as my example, avocado, if you leave it, if you portion it into whatever bowl you're putting it into, it might brown. It's going to be gross. Whatever. And I'm personally partial to frozen. Uh, uh, I don't really like frozen avocado, like, which you can buy, like, cubed and use it into everything else. But um, Costco should definitely sponsor me. But uh, they have like literally just plain little avocado cups that are portioned into like one, uh, like one serving. Mm -hmm. It's about this big. I don't know how much that is, like two ounces, three ounces. <laughs> I don't know. You just held your hands up and we're in audio. It's like that big. That's okay. <laughs> Anyway, I'm just saying, like, those are, there's are things like that you can look out for to help make your food seem more appealing when you have to go to eat it. And you can get it in bulk. You kind of have to figure out if you don't know already, and a lot of people don't know, kind of what is your tolerance for how simple your food can be, but also how often can you repeat a meal? Some people can't eat the same thing a couple days in a row. Some people, yeah, some people need... My hand was up, just so everybody knows. <laughs> I'm that person. Some people need a, you know, for lack of a better term, a fancier meal. Um, you're going to have to come up with, you know, preparing some sauces or some seasonings or 
or more, there's just going to be more pieces to your prep. That doesn't necessarily make it harder. It can make it have a few more steps and a few more containers to it, but you, you can, can also just prep two smaller, two smaller portions. So what I would do, especially things that use the same thing for, uh, so like pasta, if you're going to use pasta as the base of whatever you're making i made spaghetti i would make uh pasta with red sauce and then make pesto on the uh on the other half and just interchange i would literally stack them interchanged <laughs> in my fridge so that i can just grab from the top and it i know it was going to be different the next day yeah i mean variations variations on a theme that's another kind of idea people have about meal prep is that it's boring and you're going to eat the exact same thing every day if you you can do that it doing it is boring but the eating it doesn't have to be boring yeah it's uh and the more you do it the easier it gets you get more efficient at it uh it takes less time you kind of get in a groove with it but it does take some repetition just like getting into a workout routine but coming and just starting meal prep out of nowhere you have to you have to know you know if i make this if i make five of this meal whatever it is am i going to be sick of it by wednesday and if so you probably have to make a second meal and you can you know eat one for the first half of the week and then switch you can alternate days you have to be crafty about what you have and how long it's going to last in the refrigerator or frozen there's there's ways i was gonna say i find five is a good number to start with because i know there's seven days in a week we all know this, but it's like, if you have five, you leave yourself a little bit of openings for like, if you do decide, you know what, I do want to go to that pizza party. We're not judging you. We're just saying like, if you're still hungry, you still have that. Or you know what, you have an extra day of not having to cook. It it makes it a little easier. And it's not, it's not strict. Who's going to be strict about that? And who's going to know? It's your food. <laughs> We talk about the 80-20 rule. I mean, five days out of seven, that's... Math is hard. 70-ish percent, 71, 72%. That's not quite 80, but but it it it's pretty good. If, if you're on the plan five out of seven days, you're doing pretty good. You're definitely doing better than if you weren't doing it at all. And that, and that could be, you know, sometimes we just leave it for the weekend because... Some people, the the weekend's the Wild West, and they're pretty regimented during the week kind of thing. But if something pops up on Tuesday, yeah, there's a pizza party at work. Great. I, I know that. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to maybe take one of my prep meals and have that on Saturday or Sunday. And it's still, it it, it can still work in the same way. The, the big thing is knowing where to start, and we've kind of jumped around a lot but you need to start by having some containers you need to start by having a general idea of what you like that's reasonably healthy we're going to talk about simple uh simple building of a meal it is it does not have to be difficult and you can tailor it a lot to yourself and you need a general idea of how much repetition am i going to tolerate because again, you can kind of put yourself out of the game real quick. If just like saying, I'm going to go to the gym seven days this week, well, I'm going to eat this, this chicken and broccoli seven days this week. And by Thursday, 
you're just kind of you've hit fuck it already and then we're you know we're we're we've gotten in our own way when you have the big part of the meal like your main meals your lunches your breakfasts or whatever out of the way you can focus is on you can focus on uh snacks more yeah and you don't mm -hmm. have to if you don't have to focus on the main meal you can probably you can switch it up with your snacks and make it seem like it's a different day before we get into meal uh, meal building i'm just saying like i mean one day you can have an, a banana one day you can have an apple you can have a granola bar you can have a nature grain bar <laughs> yeah it makes I'm, it a lot easier that way and i think this may be more of a a general nutrition uh macronutrient topic but i think under food prep meal building can be simplified a little bit you i, I worked with a lot of people that they've just said, I don't know how to eat. I don't know what to eat. I'm trying to quote unquote, eat healthy, which everybody seems to want to do, but a lot of people don't really know what it means. And it comes down to the vast majority of people, whether they're trying to put on muscle or lose fat or whatever they're doing, they are not eating enough protein. And we need to start with protein as often as we can, because if we leave it for last, it becomes a smaller portion. But if you look at the majority of meals, like you go out to eat in a restaurant, unless you're ordering a steak or something like that, protein is not a big part of the meal. There's a lot of carbohydrates. That's your breads, your pastas, your, your fruits and your vegetables. Um, but you really need to make that protein, which is typically some sort of meat if you're a vegetarian or a vegan it's not but it's it's beef it's poultry it's fish it's shrimp it's it can be it can also be mm -hmm. yep there there are vegetable sources of protein um <laughs> what? beans are gross i'm sorry depends on the kind uh you won't get me near you won't get me near lima beans um i only like the brown sugar that the beans are in made in <laughs> i don't i don't eat the beans i like but the sauce i'll put it on my potatoes <laughs> if we need to if we need to construct a meal we need to start with protein and it needs to be the biggest piece of that meal just and if you threw that once we have all our pieces of whatever we're building if we threw it all on a plate the biggest portion of that plate should be taken up by whatever your protein is. Second, we need a vegetable. And that's where, that's where people have trouble. That's where the prep comes in handy because most vegetables are kind of a pain in the ass to prepare. They need to be cut. They need to be peeled. They need to be this and that, unless you're snacking on raw vegetables. Which is a thing. It's a thing. It's absolutely a thing. Um it's easy. one thing you can do that can be totally easier depending on it and i know people like uh, uh have preferson uh, sorry that was a weird word people have pre president preferson <laughs> preferences on Please how <laughs> God damn it. people have preferences on how uh they have their vegetables but those little steam bags in the uh frozen section i mean you, you can reheat them later on so if you just throw the steam bag in the microwave for like 
how long, long it says on thing. I think it's only like two minutes, but I'm just saying like quick and easy in and out done. It's a, or a can, can corn mm -hmm. all about that kind of uh, green beans. Carrots are weird though. They get soggy. Dude, I don't like cook carrots. Not my thing, but it is a thing. Only in a stew, in a stew. If you're having stew, that, yeah. that totally helps. Or in a vegetable chili. <laughs> That's, I mean, there's, there's, there's place, there's places where they're appropriate mm -hmm. and yeah, the, the, whether they're frozen or whether they're just the refrigerated bags, I think those that's super convenient. Like I have a giant bag of just mixed vegetables in my freezer and I'll just throw a bunch of that in a bowl. That's, that's free prep effort right there. Those are cut and ready to go. And that goes a long way towards building a meal working smarter not harder exactly i can throw that into some rice if i don't want to i mean there's a lot of stuff out there if i don't want to make rice because for whatever reason I'll, I'll make pasta but making That's rice great. is a pain in the ass to me so i buy the packets of rice that you can microwave and we're good to go <laughs> You'll make pasta, but you won't. it literally takes more effort to make pasta than it does to make rice. Debatable. <laughs> I had a bad experience with a rice cooker. and Okay, rice cooker, are you making it on the stove? What are you doing? I'm making it in the microwave. That's my point. <laughs> I don't know. We go through rice so much in my house that we have to, like, I think my husband's thinking about investing in the big five pound like dispenser. Like that's how much we go through rice. <laughs> it is the the rice quinoa mix that is available at Costco. Or you could just add your quinoa in. <laughs> you could. My husband makes it that uh, he we and this is how we just do it regularly in our house. Usually, it, there's always quinoa in all the rice. It's rice and quinoa, but he'll throw in maybe some dehydrated onions to get rehydrated, um, mm. uh, garlic powder, all that stuff to like flavor the rice before it even gets to wherever it's going. So, I mean, that's a little bit of meal prep right there. You're you're done if you have a huge batch. The problem is he doesn't mix it in. When after you wash your rice, mix it in. Put the water in, mix it in, it's fine. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> this is this is why I don't fuck with cooking rice. You're, you're starting to make it sound more complicated. <laughs> it's not. But again, it, it comes I mean, if you have an instant pot, you can make a bunch of rice in there. Instant pot's great. Uh air fryer's great for this. Oh, kind air of fryers thing. are awesome. The, the <laughs> people that don't want to turn their oven on, that kind of thing. I mean, even even if you don't do meal prep, like putting your uh, uh, little singles pizza in the air fryer, key. solid, very. <laughs> but it's going to be more about why do you? What's your reason for doing meal prep? And and there's a couple. There's people that do meal prep for the convenience that they just hate cooking and they want to have a meal ready. There's people that do meal prep because they don't have time and there's people who will just kind of give in to temptation and they're using the pre-prepped healthy food as a motivator. I mean, there's lots of different reasons to do it. If you don't mind the cooking, then there's less prep on the front end, but having though, if nothing else, you don't have to decide what to cook. That takes some mental pressure off, less mental pressure 
uh, is less taxing on the willpower. They've actually done studies. You have a finite amount of willpower. And if you burned it up going to the gym when you really didn't feel like it and or, you know, not slapping anybody at work, that kind of thing. If you're out of willpower, you go home and that food's there. You throw it in a pan, you throw it in the microwave, you're eating. You didn't have to wrestle with that one. Not, resort- not resorting to violence is a sign of growth, and we're proud of you. <laughs> a lot of willpower gets burned on not doing things just as much as doing things. <laughs> but yeah, find your favorite crockpot meals. Those are also like, and to Tim's point, if you use like, I have like an eight quart uh, slow cooker. If you don't use all eight quarts of whatever mood, food you're making, stew, soups, all that, that's easily freezable. So you don't have to reuse it the next week. You freeze it, don't have to think about it, and then you have a f- fridge full of freezers and you have your own uh, TV dinners if you portion it. Yeah. Easy as pie. Cream pie from the store. Cream, cream pie from the store. <laughs> So we need a protein. We need a protein to be the bulk of your meal to support your, again, we're going kind of, we're going low tech, low detail on this meal prep here. We need mm-hmm. a vegetable. Um, you can throw in some fruit. You're probably not going to mix that there, but again, fruits and vegetables tend to get lumped into the same category of food a lot. They are similar, but different fruits tend to contain more sugar, vegetables, you you need them both. So we can't just have a chicken breast and grapes every day. We need a vegetable in there somewhere. I mean, you can if you have enough of it. Yeah, but should you? <laughs> you probably shouldn't, but I'm just saying, I'm going to fight you on that one. You can, if you have a whole thing of grapes and then maybe two chicken breasts, you're probably fine. <laughs> I don't know anybody that does that, but <laughs> theoretically... We're going to say can for the purposes of supporting your goals, since we need to spell some things out here. Jasmine is special. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then theoretically a, a carbohydrate um, and, and usually a complex carbohydrate. That's again, a whole grain pasta, a whole grain bread, a wrap, um, whole grain rice, something that... The, the more, again, we're, we're moving away from carbohydrates that are more processed. That's your refined sugars. That's your white bread. Those are things that we've talked about. I don't remember which episode. But we talked a little bit about that on white bread. For instance, you put it in your mouth and it kind of starts to dissolve because it's so heavily processed. It's just not as good for you. There's additives in it and it doesn't really cost your body anything to digest and break it down. And that's why we're looking for the more complex carbohydrates. Vegetables and fruits are carbohydrates and their their fruits are a little simpler than vegetables. Vegetables tend to have a lot more fiber, those some variants there. And we need some fats. Your, your protein source will have some fat in it. Something like an avocado is a good fat. Fat is your your oils, uh, nuts, things like that, peanut butter, etc. And we'll again we'll we'll get deeper into breaking down what the macros are. But if you start a meal with a large portion of protein and get some vegetables in there, presumably some sort of grain, for lack of a better term, that your your rice, your pasta, etc. 
you're you're most of the way there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, uh, you know, sometimes people are cutting that out depending on, you know, who who you are and what kind of diet you're, well, what kind of uh, meal plan you have put yourself on. Um, that's true. We will get to those eventually. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I mean, obviously there, there's more detail to what are you eating, what are you not eating. But if we're going simple construction of a meal, protein first, vegetable, carbohydrate, carbs, believe it or not, are carbs are not bad. That's a conversation I've had with a lot of people. Different people's body react differently to different substances and macronutrients. And that's a way more individualized thing here. Uh, but carbs aren't bad. Broccoli's a carb. Like <laughs> That's... Sorry. Jasmine glitched for a second. <laughs> I, just, I was like, I'm still working on the energy drink. Leave me alone. But that's really the, the takeaway. And uh, an example is... You also have to know, this again takes some trial and error and kind of long-term planning. What do I need to throw into my my meal, especially if I'm going to be having this meal on a pretty regular basis? What do I need to satisfy my cravings? And being hungry and having a craving is not necessarily the same thing. Um, some people, you know, they can eat and eat and eat and still feel unsatisfied, not because they're not full, because they wanted something salty or crunchy or sweet, and you didn't hit that craving. So finding out what those are for yourself and kind of throwing something like that into your, your meal, whether it's a snack on the side or a dessert that's a reasonably healthy and reasonably sized dessert, that, that really goes a long way towards being satisfied when you're done eating your meal. Because if you're not, you probably keep eating. And if we prepped food and then we kept eating, we kind of missed the mark a little I mean, I feel like a lot of the, and this might just be, be for every, like everybody just kind of entering the fitness world. Cause you know, even off the top, you were like, you have to eat less. I think less than the carbs that you burn is kind of the, it's kind of a, the, the statement you have to pay attention to. Cause a lot of people that go into meal prep and whatever you're doing meal plan, they're already under eating. And it's like, mm. you need to eat. And I think that's something that everybody needs to pay attention to. Eating less doesn't mean necessarily that you are necessarily eating too much. That's not talking about portion sizes. Wow, I can really talk today. <laughs> not talking about portion sizes as necessarily as in like, I mean, even Tim, like when I gave him my meal plan, cause I did go through this with, uh, with him, he was like, you're still not eating enough throughout your day. And, and mm -hmm. so you shouldn't come be coming out hungry at any point. Now, when it comes to cravings and I, 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 I'm a special breed of person. I understand this, but when my period comes around, I will fight you if you take my Oreos. I will beat the shit out of. I've nearly, I've nearly, got, I got into a literal argument with my husband because I couldn't find the Nutella. Like, you gotta feed those cravings at some point, and sometimes you just don't have the control to stop it. <laughs> I, I have really good sugar control all month long, but until that week hits, 
God, can I know? Like, I have a cabinet just for that week. And and know that about yourself and give yourself that grace because that, yes. that matters. Again, if you're if you're trying to lose weight slash body fat, one, you, you will need to be in a little bit of a calorie deficit. If you're at the point where everything else is dialed in and you're actually going to start counting macros and calories, again, we'll we'll get that an episode focused mostly on that sooner than later. Um, mm. But as far as prepping the meal, you really need to, that doesn't mean you should be hungry. If you had a longer day and you feel like you've hit your cravings and maybe you were more active and you're still hungry, you shouldn't have to feel like you're starving because A, that's miserable. It doesn't lead to long-term success. And it, it, that, that, Thing, that sort of thing kind of tends to come out in the wash. If I am trying to go to bed hungry every night, I can only do that for so long before something snaps and I eat, you know, a box of Oreos, for example. I mean, as, as a craving, that's a different thing. But Oreos are so good. You have to, we have to, just like fitness and working out, we have to think long game. And if we look at, this is about as much as I'm going to go into macronutrients here, but if you basically, if we take a gram as a measurement of, of weight and it's a certain amount of food, if it, you have one gram of a carbohydrate, it's four calories. If you have one gram of protein, it's four calories. And if you have one gram of fat, it's nine calories. So not all macronutrients are created equal. So if you're looking at the size of your meal on your plate, but it is a, a meal that is heavy in fats, you're going to be ingesting quite a few more calories with the same amount of food, the same physical amount of food, the size of the meal, the weight of the meal. And, and that's why it's a little important to start with your protein first. It will fill you up more. Um, it will just make you feel more satisfied cravings aside and then we get into our vegetables that have fiber that kind of help do that same thing you're going to get water in you or fluid in you we, we touched a lot on that in a hydration episode some people don't <laughs> like pure water no big deal um cold water <laughs> if we Start with the most important things and make sure they are the largest portion of your meal. You shouldn't have a lot of difficulty feeling full. And then you don't say, I want a, I want a chip. I want something that's crunchy and salty. I'm not going to end up eating half a bag of them. I'm going to have a handful. And that is a big part of where portion control and meal prep come into play. If you want to go to the store and buy the little mini bags of chips, or if you just want to you know, no, I have this container or this, this plate is where I put my chips and it's this much. Uh, you can weigh it if you want. But again, we, we need to kind of establish ahead of time how much you're going to be eating. If you want to put them in little sandwich baggies, I've had people do that. I've done that. It really does help to sit down with your meal and go, okay, this is the meal. Not I'm going to have a bag of chips sitting next to my my chicken or my steak or whatever it is I'm eating and I'm just gonna you know mindlessly stick my hand in that bag until oh shit it's gone 
um, having things portioned ahead of time and say, okay, this is Monday's chips. This is Tuesday's chips and make sure it's an amount that you're good with, mm -hmm. but it really, it really is helpful to a, I know right off the top of my, my head here, I have X amount of chips. I can look at them and I mentally that, that matters. You can, you get that last chip savoring, you don't just blindly reach into this, what seems like an endless bag of chips. I mean, it's just, it's an example, but I think it's one a lot of people can, can identify with is if we have that pre-portioned, you know how much there is, you know how much there's going to be, and it's not a surprise when it's gone. So it, it lets you eat a little more mindfully. It lets you slow down. You can kind of break your meal into courses if you're you know somebody that appeals if to. you're intermittent fasting it also helps like kind of hype you up if you know you're not going to eat till noon random yep. number but whatever but if you know you're going to eat till noon and you're like man i'm hungry but i know i got i got a, a short rib and this and that to eat and i'm like it kind of hypes you up and you're like you can learn to distract yourself first of all when we get into intermittent fasting there's there's a lot of distracting yourself by going to the gym i'm gonna probably mention but it's like you can get hyped up for that meal it also helps if like let's say you have decided that you, because you're not getting enough calories you're going to um use like uh, uh, meal replacements to help feel fill that gap um which probably we should make it put on the list is like the meal replacements that we've tried or I've forced you to take from me, but yeah, it helps like, cause personally like shakes and bars, they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna be as tasty as whatever you've cooked for yourself. So it's help. It helps you like, it helps you stay engaged for your meal. If that makes sense if I can talk, which I evidently can't today. <laughs> no, I think being engaged for your meal, that that's exactly what it is. I mean, mindful eating, paying attention to what you're eating. A lot of us are mindless eating, whether it's because the television's on or we're eating while we work or, you know, nothing wrong with being engaged in conversation at the dinner table, that kind of thing. But if you just kind of shovel the food into your mouth until it's gone and you didn't really enjoy it or taste it, that kind of thing, that can lead to less of a satisfied feeling. Um, and that may be something deeper to go into on one of the other nutrition episodes. But <laughs> if, I, if I'm sitting down to a meal and it is prepped and it's ready and it's sitting there and maybe I had to throw it in a pan or maybe I'm eating it right out of the container, I know what's there. And I know that meal has a beginning and an end, and that's mentally helpful uh, for portion control. And, and I think to, we've the, kind of the two points we've hit the most are the meal prep is important for portion control and for convenience. Um, there's time and money aspects to it as well. It limits how much willpower you need to use. If I, you know, if I want to eat healthy. If I have a healthy meal already there, that's going to make me way more likely to eat it than if I have to come home and figure out what it is and make, see if I have the ingredients and maybe run to the store. It is. If you get good at it, you can actually apply it to a lot of other things in your life in the sense of like, I at one point was meal prepping my son's stuff too. <laughs> like yeah. I would, I mean, especially if you send kids home, like to school with food, like, 
it makes it easier, especially if like, let's say, I know some schools don't have microwaves uh, for kids to warm up their own food just because out of convenience for the school. But I'm just saying like, if you meal prep, if you're already in the habit of meal prepping your stuff, you can meal prep for your kids. You can meal prep for your uh, your your spouses. You ain't like, and making becomes a habit for everything. It, I can not tell you how often I came home from sports and I'm like, thank God I have a whole pan of mac and cheese prep for this kid. So I don't have to think too much and he can go to sleep on time for school the next day. You mean, it doesn't have like a lot of these tricks can be applied to that to make it easier for the rest of your life. You mean? Then if you share with a roommate, you can tell them like, hey, I know I only ate two meals. Why is three missing? Like, <laughs> but that that's really the big thing. And again, it, there's a lot of a lot of these concepts from gym and fitness and exercise that kind of really come over into nutrition. That's the big one is we can we're trying to come up with the perfect workout and we're researching and we're keep rewriting what we're going to do. And what we don't do is actually go to the gym and start it because we're still fine tuning it. And I didn't have it written by Monday. So I'll try it next week after I've worked on it some more. It's the same thing. Meal prep is in a concept. It's not that complicated. Applying it to an individual person, it's tricky. And there really is a lot of trial and error. So you kind of just have to start. Mm -hmm. We kind of gave you the, the, the minimal building blocks that you need to construct a healthy meal, which again is protein, vegetables, and a carbohydrate, um, and then whatever you need to, to hit your cravings. Um, I have a protein bar for, I'm sure I mentioned this on the podcast before, for dessert pretty much every night, except where I, you know, I will have an actual dessert that <laughs> I have actual dessert always. <laughs> <laughs> which, if it fits, there's nothing wrong with that either, but you know, I just I, limit myself to the four Oreos. There I just you go. Have ice cream with it. Portion control. <laughs> but I'll have a, a protein bar, which don't kid yourself, it's a candy bar. But again, that's another 20 grams of protein I got into my meal and I still got my candy bar. That's a win-win. That mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing you need to individualize to yourself. But just start and say, okay, I'm going to, if it ends up being... <laughs> Funny thing, if it ends up being chicken breast and broccoli and brown rice and you you try you make five days of that, you're going to know real quick where the problems are. So, well, that only made it till Tuesday or the, the broccoli went bad because of X or I suddenly forgot that I don't like rice. I mean, you kind of <laughs> just have to start. How do you forget then, you don't like rice? <laughs> you'd be surprised what people have said. Um, like... The people that keep trying to like the same foods that they just don't like, but they think they're healthy and they think that these foods that they they want to eat are unhealthy. And so they just keep trying to eat the same stuff over and over and they don't like it and it's not working. And you just kind of have to work with yourself. Sustainability is the name of the game. This has to be something you can do repeatedly. You're going to rotate meals. You're going to Find something you can eat for a while and you might get sick of it or you might be able to eat it for a long time, but you kind of just have to jump in and try. Yeah, please don't. And I've, like I said, it's my motto. Don't pay for something you're not going to use. Don't buy a shit ton of brown rice only to eat it once and hate it. 
<laughs> or at least if you're going to do that, donate it to the friend that does like brown rice and sell it for like five bucks as a convenience fee or something. Like, please don't pay for something you don't like. Well, and and Jasmine said you're 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 a salad person, but not everybody's a salad person. If you're somebody who buys that bag of mixed greens every week and every week it goes bad in your fridge, quit buying it. You're yeah, please don't. If you don't like peppers, don't. You're not going to suddenly like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't buy the things you think are healthy. I'm quota uh, quotation marks, but I'm like, please don't buy the thing you think is healthy. Like, at least try it first. Try something first before you put it in your meal prep. Prep. The oh, God dang words. <laughs> and we've talked a little bit too about eat what eat what you're already eating and add to it. Whether that's again protein and vegetables are always going to be the two biggest ones you can eat what you're already eating throw more protein throw more vegetables in it whether that's just if it's a chicken stir fry and it just needs more chicken and mm -hmm. more vegetables go with that that i mean you got to start somewhere and and healthy is relative and it's kind of a sliding scale but it's got to be something you aren't going to hate it's not going to go bad in your fridge and you're going to be able to to eat I'm it so on a regular hungry. basis. <laughs> I was like, you looked at me weird. It's because my mouth is watering. I'm so hungry. <laughs>